White Sox fans, and welcome in to the Sox on Tap postgame show. Boy, do we have an exciting one to talk about with you today, folks. It's Tony on Tap alongside NWI Steve. Sox fall 3 to nothing in the series opener to the Cleveland Guardians. Steve's already busted a beer out. I'm going to do the same. Steve, how was the flight, man? And uh, how was uh, your ball game watching experience today? The flight was um, actually very uneventful, which is rare for my trips out here to the West Coast over the last uh, three months. So I guess I'll take that. Um, as far as, you know, my game watching experience, pretty fucking shitty. I mean, you know, this, uh, yeah, just nothing. I got nothing. It was uh, not great Bob Day for the White Sox, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in just a second before we do. Be sure you're going to the On Tap Sportsnet YouTube page so you can hop in here, throw your comments out there, talk alongside us as we break these down. Follow the show on Twitter at Sox On Tap, Steve at NWI underscore Steve, myself at Tony On Tap, and toss the main account on Tap Sportsnet a follow as well while you're at it. Steve, White Sox employed the opener strategy today. James Lambert got the start, goes one inning, turns it over to the replacement for Mike Clevenger on the roster, Jesse Schultons. For all intents and purposes, I those guys did their jobs today. Um, it was not exactly their fault that the White Sox fell. Just my opinion, I'd like to hear your thoughts. I mean – unless they have changed the rules to this game that uh, Abner Doubleday gets credit with inventing, you can't win if you don't score. As far as I know, has that changed? I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. Uh, I see I see a big fat goose egg uh, in the run column for the White Sox, and that seems to be the, the problem that we had today. Okay. I, th I think I saw a stat from um... – you know, White Sox Twitter resident stat expert Chris Kampka, who said, I think the Sox are like, oh, and 1,239 when they don't score a run. So it seems not great. It feels to me like you kind of need to have somebody touch that plate in order for you to win a baseball game. Sox were unable to do that today, Stephen, and that's a, that's a shame, especially heading into the series. You know, Sox now sit at 1930, Cleveland at 21 and 26. Good chance if you come in here and, and sweep Cleveland, you could have passed them in the left-hand column. It would have been nice, but uh, the best they can do now is is tie that at 21 wins should they take the next two ball games. Uh, Schultons, as we just touched on, I think he did his job comes in in the second inning, and he gives you five innings of one-run baseball. He walks two, he strikes out one, but for all intents and purposes, Steve, that's better than what I had expected last night when we were sitting here discussing what was going to take place today. This was a game that I thought could be trouble for the White Sox. It, it turns out to be true, but I, I thought it was going to be a lot uglier than a 3 nothing loss. Yeah, I mean, listen, Jesse Schultons did his job as the bulk guy in an opener-based game, so you can't really complain about anything that he did here today. You know, obviously, um, you know, gives up the, the one run, but, I mean, you know, that's just kind of, you know, you know, that's going to happen. Again, you can't win if you don't score. So, you know, he went out there, he covered five, five innings for this team, put them in a position to win a baseball game here. 
you can't really take any issue with what he went out there and and did today. Um, you know, I think we did both express our concerns about the idea of having to utilize him in in this particular game here. But you know, like we talked, like I talked about yesterday, I mean, this Cleveland team is a very light hitting squad. So if there was somebody for him to kind of come up here and get his feet under him against, I think Cleveland is a good opponent for that. It just would have been nice if you know some of his fucking teammates would have shown up today. Yeah, that's the disappointing thing. Hunter Gaddis on the other side goes six innings, only gives up two hits, walks one, strikes out four. I wouldn't call that overly dominant in terms of his stuff, but the White Sox were unable to hit this guy. Uh, he lowers that ERA down to uh, 5.26. It was a gaudier before this start. Um, just we've seen this before. We've seen this way too many times where – the Sox face a guy that is just not good and make him look like Cy Young out there, Steve. Why do we keep watching this movie? Um, because we're White Sox fans and we are addicted to pain. I think that's the simple answer. Um, you know, I, I can hear the Alter Bridge song playing in the background now as I, as I say that. But, you know... This team just has a way of taking any kind of positivity, any kind of momentum that they might build up. You go five and one last week. You're coming off your first sweep of the season. You're feeling not awful. You're still 10 games under 500, but you're feeling not awful because you had a good week and you think, okay, put together another good week here. Put together another a five and two, or you know, get greedy in a six and one week, and you're you're feeling okay coming back home for for Memorial Day, and you've got positive momentum on your on your side. But just as we have seen so many times, they go to the mistake by the lake, and this same fucking shit that I have had to live through for the last thirty years of my life that makes me fucking sick to my goddamn motherfucking stomach every time I fucking see it. Only one extra base hit today. That comes off the bat of Andrew Benintendi. Three hits in total for the Chicago White Sox, Steve. That's not going to get the job done. That's not going to get the job done at all. And we're going to need the bats to wake up tomorrow. We're going to need the bats to wake up tomorrow, plain and simple, the only way that they're going to win these games, as we stated in the beginning of this show, is if uh, somebody's touching home plate. I believe your pick to click, Yohan Mankata, 0 for 3 today. My pick to click, Gavin Sheets, 0 for 2. Uh, you've got Tim Anderson, 0 for 3. He did take a walk. Um, man, Soxwell only got on base five times in total over the course of this nine-inning ball game. That is how you say not good. No, no, it uh, certainly was not. They had a golden opportunity. I want to say it was in the fifth or the sixth inning um, when Yaz just inexplicably got caught guessing on a fastball right down the dick and um, left the bat on his shoulder. And it's kind of one of those things where when you saw that at bat happen, you're just like, okay, well, it's one of those nights. Pack it up, pack it in. And, and you just um, shake your head. 
Mancata's the only guy in this lineup, Steve, that's hitting above 300, and he's holding on at 301 after his offer showing tonight. Um, I want more. I know you talked about uh, the the Jake Berger batting eighth strategy. That did them no favors tonight. He didn't even help them out. Um, we're just going to have to hope for better tomorrow. As Pedro Grafol would say, just flush it. I mean, is this a just flush it type game, Steve? I mean, clearly, um, man, we've had a lot of these so far um, this season, you know, and um, just kind of – it's just so irritating. And then I was irritated when I had to log on to twatter.com and I see people bringing up the 2019 nationals already. They're doing that thing. You know, they're you 19 love when people do that thing. I, yeah, I, as I talked about, you know, previously here, big difference between this White Sox team and that 2019 Washington nationals team, that big difference would be superstars that play like superstars. So, you know, kind of a problem when you're in this spot and you don't have superstars. You know, maybe, maybe, you, got, maybe you got one guy playing like a superstar. In, in I would argue you might, have, you might have two. You know, you know I, I, I hesitate. I mean, I saw, I saw a tweet today. I don't know if it came across your feed. You, you might have been in the air. But uh, they did the all MLB first team. Forget the account. This was not MLB associated. Uh, but they put Jake Berger there at third base. And his OPS, his, his slash lines, the home runs, everything added up there to put him in that category. And I mean, that's you're talking, we have internal debates as to whether or not Jake Berger is a better third baseman or starting third baseman than Yoan Moncada. I think that, that there's still a lot of room for debate there but to see him up there he was like the only name that wasn't a fucking superstar on that list but the stats backed it up and i was i was impressed by that i I thought to myself for a second wow it's really nice for a white Sox prospect to even get that kind of recognition albeit from a, a twitter account that's out there trying to make these selections and i'm sure that there's reasons for the engagement on it but it was just nice to see jake berger get that recognition because he's in my opinion, played far and above better than what we have come to expect from White Sox draft products. Yeah, he really has. And look, I mean, Berger is just a testament to hard work and perseverance. Everything that that guy has gone through, it's been talked about ad nauseum at this point. Um, But for him to be here on this team right now and be producing the way that he is, I mean, he's really – I think without question, the most likable guy on this team. Um, When you factor in the performance aspects of it, and then you also factor in everything that he has had to overcome to get to this point. Um, You know, you talk about a guy that was a first round top 10 overall pick. And, you know, a lot of times those guys can be just that quote unquote natural. and, And that guy that, grew up their whole life being the best baseball player on on the field. And I think for someone like Jake Berger to have the adversity that he had in his very first major league spring training game, to have what happened to him and to come back from that, all the missed time that he had and to be producing the way that he is right now, it's just, 
it's impossible to not get behind a guy like that. And it's I've been talking about this for a while. This is by far the most likable player on this roster. Yeah, and he's he's I mean, just everything about him. You have to respect that journey. You have to respect that path. Um, it's just good to see him get that recognition. The other name I, I would guess that you're going to throw out there would be Luis Robert Jr. Uh, in terms of playing like a superstar. Um, he's cooled off a little bit over the last five or six ball games here, Steve, it feels like. I want to yeah. see him get back to mashing baseballs the way he was when he had that, I believe it was, what, four or five days in a row with a home run. I know that's not sustainable. But like I said, we need something here. Um, it'd be nice to see him heat up once again. Yeah, and, and listen, he did have the uh, opposite field home run um, yesterday. But, you know, you're, you're right. Over the last four or five games here, he has cooled off. But, again, this is just part of the Luis Robert experience. You get two weeks of just absolute stellar play where he looks like one of the two to three best players in the sport, and then things cooled off. The one positive that I will say, and I, I know he did have um, a two or three strikeout game uh, mixed in there over the over the last few days here, but we haven't seen the overload on strikeouts to this point that we saw during that really prolonged downward stretch earlier in the season here. So I think there is at least one positive that can be gleaned from this couple days struggle that we're seeing from him a little bit here, but you're right. It definitely would help uh, getting his bat going again, because he really is. I, you know, I, I hate to say it, he's the guy that kind of makes this thing go right now. And if you look at the numbers, they, they back that up when he's out there, when he's hitting, when he's hitting the ball out of the ballpark, this team is playing better um, because unfortunately we don't have enough guys here to pick up the slack for when he has a down stretch. And so often it happens, Steve. I mean, that's, we've, we've had this, we've seen this before. Um, tomorrow's another day though. Let's see what happens here. Dylan Cease on the mound for the White Sox, two and three on the year, 4.78 ERA facing off against Allen one and one 3.04 ERA. The White Sox, Current roster has yet to take this guy deep. A um, couple of guys have a few hits off of him, but uh, Cleveland is no stranger to Dylan Cease. Um, what are you expecting in tomorrow's matchup, Steve? Will the bats get hot? Will they? I don't know, but <laughs> they need to. Um, you got to go out there, and, and this is a guy that they went out and they struggled against last one, or it was last Thursday when they had an opportunity to get a sweep against this Cleveland Guardian team. So second time seeing him in less than a week. I'm anticipating and I'm hopeful that we will get a better offensive output from this group tomorrow. Um, remember, you know, it's just a year or two ago where it was like anytime you would see a left-handed starting pitcher coming up against the size, it was almost like automatic. You would chalk one up and put it into that left-hand column. feels like those days are so long ago now. Um, they're just not mashing lefties the same way that they were a couple of years ago. And part of that problem is not getting the production out of Tim Anderson, uh, not getting the power production from Yasmani Grandal. You need to start seeing that again. You got to start seeing 
these guys going up there against Southpaws, being aggressive and looking to drive the baseball. And that's what I want to see tomorrow. I would very much like to see that as well. Uh, we've spent a lot of time on the show over the past couple of days uh, taking Tim Anderson to task, talking about the struggles of Andrew Vaughn, talking about you know some of these other issues that plague this White Sox offense. Um, although we've also seen this team be able to go out there and put up double-digit runs, um, it, it feels like a crapshoot. There's not a lot of consistency with this. So we'll have to wait and see what the White Sox offense decides it's going to do tomorrow when it gets out of bed. Uh, let's hope it wakes up on the right side of bed, Steve, because I don't know if I want to sit through another ball game like today where they're just unable to muster anything. Um, that said, I'm, I'm looking here at, at pick-to-click options. Um, I'm going to go with Andrew Benintendi. He's the guy that took the, had the double today. Uh, he's gotten one hit off of Allen. Uh, I believe that was last week. Um, I'm not looking for him to leave the yard, but just give me some extra base hits here. Who you got? I am going to go and take a guy that I took to task recently here uh, because he historically does hammer left-handed pitching, and I'm going to take Andrew Vaughn. Um, I caused a little mini stir with some commentary that I might have had last week about his overall lack of production. He has, to this point, been someone that has done a solid job against left-handed pitching. And again, second time seeing Allen in less than a week. I'm looking for a meeting of the AV club to happen tomorrow. Boy, do we need that. We, we definitely need that. We Hopefully with men on base. Hopefully with men on base. That would be I, even cooler and tougher if you could. I would like to see the White Sox deploy the multi-run home run strategy. I think that would be that would uplift our spirits around here just a little bit. Um it's it's gonna be a tough series here. These are I hate to use the term must win, but like we're already there. It's May. These are sort of must win games against your division. Uh, I like to see this. This is just a byproduct of what happens when you have a 10-game losing streak and when yeah. you put yourself into the hole that they put themselves in. You're now in a spot where here we are. Tomorrow's going to be May 23rd. You've got to string together a prolonged stretch of quality baseball. You and I have had this conversation. I've had this conversation with a number of different people. They need to go on a stretch where they win 16 out of 20 to really be taken seriously here. And for all the talk, and I, I again, had people in my mentions yesterday talk about how many games back they are. I don't want to hear a fucking word about it until they're at 500. Not a goddamn word. Because, again, to this point, in the year of our Lord 2023, no team, not one, not a single one, you can't find one in the record books, has ever won a division title with a sub-500 record. So until you get to that point and get to that mile marker, there is no discussion about how many games back you are. It doesn't matter. So with all of that being said, I would love for this to happen for the Chicago White Sox this season, just so that we can go back and pull like that whole speech that you gave. I was actually on the phone with uh, with our guy Buzz earlier today, and we that were talking Bradley. about. He's doing fantastic, Stephen. I'm glad you asked. We were talking about how funny it would be if the White Sox were able to pull that off, 
and like still move pieces at the at the trade deadline to you know recoup some costs on some things and then somehow wound up you know winning the division at or, or near that 500 mark just to like go back and and rehash these conversations with you we think it would be fun I mean, listen, I'm I'm okay with that, um, but you know, I would much rather see them just go on a stretch where they just start beating people's brains in. Um, I remember, you know, 2010, they had a 38 and 12 stretch over 50 games. I remember how fun that was. I remember they swept a nine-game homestand. It was awesome. I was having a blast that summer. That would that would be fun. That would be fun. That, that would, would be a, a lot to, of fun. That would be a great way to to just turn the the spirits of the fan base around and and make these shows nice and fun. Talking about how you know it just feels like we're winning every day instead of having to do this thing where we come on here and we can't even talk about offensive plays. There was no highlights to even tweet out tonight from this ball game because they didn't score any runs. I think the most interesting thing that happened was we saw a bird get demolished uh, off of a, a ground ball or a line drive that went uh, through the left field side off of a Cleveland uh, bat. But uh, R.I.P. Bird, um, we've, we've seen a lot of birds get destroyed by baseballs lately. It seems to be a pattern that's developing across the MLB. We might need to put you on it to investigate uh, what that's all about at some point, Stephen. But, um, you know, I'd like to just like have highlight real plays at least even if we're going to, you know, piss one away, at least leave the yard once, at least string together some offense, do something. This is a boring baseball game because the White Sox made it boring. And we've seen this before. It's yeah, crap. I, I mean, can you can you imagine how much fun it would be and, and the vibes and the positivity if they had a 35 and 15 stretch and we got everybody out in lot B cracking beers having a good old time. They're shooting off fucking fireworks in the ballpark. Guys are hitting the ball or fencing that, that set up before the game. Can you imagine how fun that would be? It would be fantastic. Steve. Would it would be absolutely fantastic. I, I want, I want it. the same thing. I want the same thing. That said, that's about all for today. We got our picks to click in. There's another baseball game, five ten tomorrow. These are earlier starts. Steve, Even earlier for me. Yeah, even earlier for you out there on the uh, the West Coast, your favorite state of California. That's all we got. Be sure you're checking out the Socks on Tap Twitter page during the games. Interact with us over there. Follow at Socks on Tap. Follow Steve at NWI Steve. I forgot the underscore. NWI underscore Steve. Corrected myself. Follow me at Tony on Tap. Subscribe to the YouTube. That's all we've got. Till next time, White Sox forever. White Sox for life.